Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher. This is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. One of the biggest challenges in productivity is honestly mastering email. We actually had a conversation with Robbie Slaughter a few months back on this show about overcoming your email inbox. Well, email is such a touchy topic (laughs) that uh, we decided on the productivity powerhouse blab with Steve Dotto and Mike Vardy to talk about email. In fact, it was the audience that suggested it as an upcoming topic, and we got around to it, and we recorded a whole conversation all about email. And I think you'll find this pretty enlightening and pretty depth-giving in terms of the process that not only me, but also Mike and Steve use. What tools we're using, our workflow, what we do on desktop versus mobile. Again, email is one of those things we're all dealing with, and it can be a headache, especially from coming at it from different perspectives than other people are using it, and so trying to figure out how to use it your way while they use it their way, etc. So if you need to get yet another crash course or brush up on your email skills or add to your email productivity perspective, this is the episode for you to listen to on top of... This week's lynda.com course suggestion is actually a few different suggestions in one. I was looking through the library there at lynda.com where you can find thousands upon thousands of on-demand training through easy-to-work-through courses for beginners, intermediates, and advanced. They have a bunch of courses all about email. Some of them are, for example, as we found out during this conversation, some people are tied because of their day job and desk job and cubicle job. They are tied to Outlook and Office. And so there are Office 2016 and Office 365 courses in here for Windows, for Mac, for learning what those new features are that are going to keep you on top of your email. There's even Gmail training, (laughs) something that maybe you haven't considered before is maybe part of what your issue is with your email is you have not mastered yet the tools that you are either stuck with or have chosen already. And this is a great way to brush up on them. Again, there's Office 2016, there's Office 365, there's Outlook for Mac, there's Gmail Essential Training, there's Outlook.com. Even some of the older versions, if your office has not upgraded to any of the latest and greatest in terms of Office or Microsoft software, the older versions trainings are in here too. I've gone through all of them. Trust me, when I was in the corporate setting and stuck on Office and Microsoft and Exchange, these trainings in lynda.com helped me out tremendously when I watched through those older versions years ago, back five to seven years plus now. Geez, that's dating me. Anyway, you can go through all of these. There is enough time, more than enough time, with a 10-day free trial from lynda.com that you can get through beyond the to-do list by going to lynda.com slash t-o-d-o. That's lynda.com slash t-o-d-o. Grab your free 10-day trial. Then you can go through any and all of these courses that fit your situation. And along with the conversation you're about to listen to all about email, you will be ready to take your email game to that next place where you can conquer your inbox. 
And I welcome everybody to today's productivity powerhouse panel blab. And the topic du jour will be dealing with email overload. I have the productivity experts in with me who are Mike Vardy and Eric J. Fisher. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to start Eric with a K. So Eric KJ Fisher. No, that, Eric with a K, the letter J, F-I-S. I, I think we should, we need a good nickname for you. I think we should start calling you KJ. No, it would be no. EJ. No, no, I like KJ because it's Eric with a K. That and makes no sense. It makes sense to me. I, okay. like the, I like the new backdrop, by the way, Eric. Thank you. It, it blocks out the rest of my attic garage stuff. <laughs> My dog is just pining for attention at this point. He's nuzzling me like crazy. Just tell, tell him to send you an email. Yes, send me an email. So let's deal with email overload. Today's topic, <laughs> folks, is email overload. So I'm just wondering, I, 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 how many people we have in the room? We have 24 people in the room. I just want you all to jump over into your email client right now and then type in how many emails are in your inbox right now. I want to see the numbers coming in in, in the chat. This is, this is going to be the best way to start. And Everybody it, yeah. put in in chat. And I'm going to start. I'm going to ch- start. Actually, I should do that. Let's see what mine There we is. go. Eric, you going to do the same? Well, I'm going to do both email accounts, too. Okay. Edit Pro is 1,800, nearly 2,000. Roberto Blake, you demand, Roberto. But, uh, Roberto, I want you to check your re- real email address. I'm just te- teasing you. I got 21 in my work email. 42 in my work email. Good for thought. I'm, I'm bigger than you guys. I'm 65. 72 in one inbox. Okay. Personal has... Okay. Personal, personal is 101. Personal oh, is 13. Oh, Hectic Dad is is multitasking. He will be at inbox zero by mid-blab. 58. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm actually disappointed. So far, nobody has come clean with the thousands other than one of us. He's got the, the multiple thousands. Uh, 1900. I see Barbara, Barbara Phillips is saying her, she's got Gmail obviously. So she's yeah. in priority inbox. She's got 15 in her priority inbox and just thousands that she can't get to in other. And we're going to talk about tools that'll help you get some of those down. And, and what, what I think about the email inbox and what it really means. And Eric, I'm sure you have points on this. Yeah. I don't do what do you like? How, well, first of all, let's start with email clients. What do you use as an email client? Mike Vardy. I've run the gamut and I'm back to Gmail, the web interface. The reason is because of the extensions. Yep. Okay. Uh, Eric? Same here. Really? This yeah. is unfortunate. Well, I will say this. We there tried is, a lot. Yeah. There, there is an email app on my Mac that I do use called Kiwi. Yep. But it, was, it gives it, you an individualized Gmail interface. Except so. it doesn't give you the extensions right now. You and I probably right. both backed it. It was a Kickstarter project. Exactly. It was yep. called Gmail for Mac initially. I have it as well, but my biggest concern with it, there's th- my biggest concern with it is the fact that it doesn't have the extensions yet. It doesn't have the Todoist extension. <laughs> and they're, they're working on it. They are working on it. I, I like it for that fact that like then I can just open email and not have browsers open mm. as well. So it, Another one that does this on the Mac, by the way, is called Mailplane. And it's been doing it for a long time, but it it definitely doesn't have the extensions, and there's no uh, there's no sense that they ever will add them. So okay. Kiwi is the one Eric and I have used, and I mean, there's lots out there. We'll go through more of them later. And then Mailplane is another one that kind of emulates that <clears throat> Gmail interface on the native Mac app. Yeah, and it's unfortunate, but I also use Gmail on the browser. The reason I say it's unfortunate is it doesn't give us an awful lot of diversity. In well, the- but again, we I mean, how many of you tried Eric? Oh, a number. I mean, I airmail. Yep. 
I have that installed. Uh, Sparrow. Yep. Let's see what else? Which was bought by G- Google, right? And they became part of the Gmail team. Um, Mailbox. Mailbox, which is part of Dropbox. Mailbox. Right? Actually, I do use Mailbox occasionally. On your why? On your why? why? Just to quickly say, okay, here's the thing. I need to do stuff with these right now, but I feel it's too much to do all of it right now. So I'm going to tell it to come back later. And then if I've got a chunk that I can knock through without having all of it sitting there digging through, so triage. Uh, it's just, it's a mental trick. Honestly. Email triage, basically. Exactly. Postbox is the one that last one that I used for any yeah. length of time. Why I didn't, why I quit Postbox is because it was just a resource hog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it took it, a, and you, it and you had it indexed a lot. <clears throat> but that was, but the fact that it was indexing a lot meant it was also lightning fast as far as search. It, it was, true. it was a good. It's a, it's a good client. And it's, uh, it's cross platform. Dad asks why each of us is using is, is gone back. So why don't we kind of let's yeah. just quickly go to the reasons. And while we do that, thanks so much for putting in the numbers. And I, <laughs> my favorite one is Edit Video, who says who has has very few herself. But her husband has seventy nine hundred. Wow. <laughs> She's checking his inbox. Uh, I'm thinking that I'm thinking when you want the husband to do something, you tell him. You don't email him. Um, so the reason that I am using Gmail, it comes down to one simple. It's a practical more than anything else. Is the fact that because of my channel and how many demos I do and how many how often I'm testing out different gear, is it's just far easier and quicker for me to set up new devices using Gmail. I just basically put in my using the Google the whole Google ecosystem actually, not just Gmail. So I just put in my I just sign into Google and. And everything is there, regardless of the device I'm on. So that's the main reason that I use it. I do, I'm not in love with the Gmail interface. I think it's good. I do like the extensions. But the, my main reason for me, it simply comes down to convenience. Mr. Vardy. Uh, extensions is one of the primary reasons. But the other is I'm using a MacBook Pro with uh, SSD storage that has you know, has its limits. And I don't want, and whenever you use a local email client, a native one, it's storing email. And it's taking up space. And I have gotten to the point where there's sometimes 10 to 12 gigabytes of space that it's using. So mm-hmm. that's another reason that I don't use it. And I mean, but one of the big reasons is, is that, um, is that ex- the extensions, they're, they're a big part of it because when I want to convert a task, an email into a task, I don't want to always have to forward it to Todoist or forward it to, I mean, Asana, I still have to forward it to, uh, although I can create now in Chrome, you can click on the Chrome extension and it turns an email into a task as well. So I, I want to be able to do that quickly. But but truth be told, we'll probably talk a bit, bit more about this later, is I do most email, most of my email checking generally happens on my mobile devices anyways. At this Several point. people have commented on that. <clears throat> yep. um, let's. Oh, by the way, my new Mac Pro that I'm just testing out and I think I'm going to keep, it does have flash storage as well, but mine has a 750 gigabyte drive yeah. mic. Nah, my, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Eric. Yeah. Eric, what's the reason that you use uh, Gmail? What's the main reason? Because uh, it's what I've been using for forever. One, I have my email that is in Gmail there. So I've been using that for personal forever. And then for Social Media Examiner, we use we moved to Gmail uh, about a year ago, a little over. And so then it was just like, well, at this point, that's the easiest place to like go in and search for stuff. You know, that's the what we don't realize is getting stuff out of our inbox, but still keeping it for reference and being able to search is one of the biggest things that Gmail brought to us. And we kind of take that for granted to a certain extent. Now, I think some people don't even use it to the full extent that it, the power that it can be. So right. how many people remember the outlook searches? 
going through Outlook, searching, <laughs> just trying to find that stinking email. Yeah. In, yeah. In, in Outlook. It was ridiculous. Now, did I ask the room to tell us what email client they're using? No. I you guys, ah, see, I, I, I was about to do that when I thanked, uh, when I thanked them for sending those. So, so just share with us and let us know what clients you are using as well. That would be really interesting uh, for us to see. Uh, and Rob, Rob, Roberto's right. Roberto Blake, Outlook search has improved a lot. Um, well, it couldn't get worse, Roberto. <laughs> Seriously. It could, Steve. It's Seriously. Microsoft. When I could search with my <laughs> eyes faster than the computer searched with its technology, it could not get worse. But maybe it could have, I, I will say. Okay. Uh, and, and for everything I hear, this Outlook on the Mac, uh, Outlook on, on iOS is running phenomenally. So while they're populating that, Mike said something, and it was commented. I, I, I apologize. I don't notice who said it. But they Clu- said that they actually Clu- don't. Mentioned. Clu- yeah, Clu- you, you don't process your email on your desktop anymore, but you do it mainly on your smartphone. Wow. I, I can't imagine that. Well, the reason is for me, there's a couple of reasons. Number one is the tool that I use on my, uh, my iOS devices is dispatch, um, which is a, a phenomenal email program because it has actions that are built right in. So instead of just replying to an email or archiving it or forwarding it to another a tool, I can actually click on the, 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 it's kind of like the triage button or the actions button. And it gives me a bunch of options. So if I click on, let's say uh, somebody sends me a newsletter and I want to read it later, but I don't want to leave it in my inbox. If I touch the the actual, uh, I can actually move that to Instapaper if I want. So I can read the newsletter inside of Instapaper later. If it's a t- it's an email that I want to send to Todoist or Asana, I can do that just with the, the touch of a button. So it allows me to really process my email fairly quickly. What I will do on some occasions is if I know it's going to be a lengthy email response, and I have it both for iPad and and, and uh, iPhone. If it's going to be a lengthy response, I'll often reply on my iPad because the keyboard's bigger and I can do that a little bit faster. But sometimes stuff will stay in the inbox until I get back to my desktop and, and do it there. But most of my email checking, in fact, this morning before I headed, uh, you know, after I did my little bit of morning routine as I jumped into email just to see, uh, I was I did a I did a quick check and dispatch and, and dealt with the stuff that didn't need to be there anymore. Um, so I like that. I, I, and frankly, the other reason is my phone is my communication device. So I like having that component in there. I, I've talked about like it before device specific uses. And most of my communication takes place on my phone. So why not my email? If the tool's right, then 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 why not? And the thing I like about dispatch is it encourages the concept of touch at once. Is, uh-huh. is it encourages you, which is probably yes. the biggest issue that we all face. And, and it's something that we don't often, well, maybe we do speak about, but to me, it's still the overriding reason that people get buried in email is they don't spend, they uh-huh. don't, uh, is they open and then they close that email. For me, every time I close an email, I feel like I'm a failure. Yeah. Every time I deal with an email, I feel like I'm a success. And I yeah. know that's kind of, but, but that's what a lot of people do. A lot of people, if they touch their email and deal with it, like that little bit of dopamine that they get, and it, it's true. It's a little bit like I've dealt with this email. Bing, you get a little bit of rush of accomplishment, which is why a lot of people spend their whole day in email because they can get they're They're, they're moving this little tiny ball forward instead of getting out of email, moving some bigger stuff forward. So, I mean, but there is that it's the same reason why that's why inbox zero in the way people normally have associated with and Mer- uh, Eric, you can talk about what, what Merlin <laughs> right. and I both like inbox zero is not get your email to zero, that, but it's been bastardized. To, it's to, not having zero emails. No, it, but, but that's what people are taking it to. So if someone says to me, Oh, I've got zero inbox. Like who is it that said I have zero inbox this morning? I'm like that. Like it's not as massive an accomplishment 
in my eyes as to some people it is because the, and the reason it's become such a massive comp, uh, accomplishment is because you've done 300 things or 100 you can quant you can quantify it. you can say well i had 130 emails this morning i have zero yeah but what else did you do like what did, if someone asked how do you turn those emails into tasks you forward them to your task management app or you write them down in your day planner or whatever. And, and then if you want to track them, I know someone asked the question, how do you track them later if they're, and how do you not forget them if they're, they're not, you know, if, if they're sitting in my inbox, I won't forget them because every time I open my inbox, it's a mystery. I don't know what's in there, but when you put it somewhere else, like into a folder or into a task app, you have a, you have some context, right? So Sorry, I get really hyped up about email. And Steve, you and I, when we've done our workshops before, you gave me the gears because I used to say, never check your email first thing in the morning. And half the room would be like, that's amazing. And the other half would be like, this guy is an idiot. <laughs> well, that's, that is the <laughs> I think you're being kind. It was more than half the room. <laughs> and I think they were thinking more than idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's not my way of doing things i like to know i i don't like to i don't like to be blindsided by stuff in my email that i should have if there was ever anything in my email that i didn't know about i would feel pretty bad eric we we, we breeze right by uh processing your email desktop or smartphone uh, i will do both i think i can do triage quicker mobile but i think i can actually respond and or act on emails faster on desktop. I yes. think it's just I, because of typing speed mm, yeah, and, and on phone that's, you know, swiping. I, I, yeah, I, I increasingly just audit my, my, uh, my messages on the phone and I deal with them on the, uh, on the, uh, on the computer. Uh, it's interesting how I've, I've reversed that with uh, some of the other social feeds that, that happen is ideal. I process a lot more of them on the phone right now. Um, there was a, uh, just, I wanted to go back to the question, oh, but by the way, reading through the, uh, reading through the list of, uh, of, uh, apps that are, that our community is using, it seems that Gmail is, is pretty much the dominant one, but fair number using outlook and a lot use email or Gmail for personal and outlook for work. So there's still that, that big Microsoft, there's that Microsoft thing. So, uh, edit asks, uh, edit video asks, how do you not forget something that's not in your inbox? How do you not forget something if it's not in your inbox? I think what she means is how do you, how, so uh, I think that what's happening is she's falling into the classic trap of yep. using her inbox as, uh, as for something that it's not designed for. Yep. Uh, we all have calendars and task apps that we move all of our important stuff from the email into, and we try and process it in the appropriate tool uh i'll tell you quickly my system is is i've got a link to todoist so if i it's got to become a if it's got to become a, a task it goes to todoist and i a lot more than mike i know use i also will often send emails directly from gmail to my calendar mm. and you can create an event within gmail uh which creates a calendar event with the with the email anything else that's super important in my email, I forward to Evernote and I keep them in Evernote. That's where everything stays. So I just have the, I have the premium Evernote account. So if I have something that I want to archive and save, I don't bother saving it in Gmail. I will search for things occasionally that I can't find in Gmail, but instead anything that's important, such as invoices, bills, that sort of stuff, I will forward that into Evernote and that's where it lives. That's my system. Yeah. Evernote for me is, is that's where information goes. So whenever I'm coaching somebody, I'll say, and if they want to get into these tools, I'll say, okay, get your stuff if it's a task, look at this email and say, is this a task? Is there action required? 
And can I do it now or can I not do it now? If you can't do it now, then you forward it to your task app of choice, whatever that task app is. And 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 we've talked about having multiple task apps. Well, then the second question is, is this, should this go into this one or this one? Like if you, if for most people, they don't have that question. The second and thing is, sorry. That, sorry, that question right there can most of the time be answered by which email account you're in. That's absolutely true. So you've already segmented it. Yes. Secondly, then it's, is if this isn't an action, is this a piece of information or reference material I'll need later? Yes, great. Send it to Evernote. Or if you're you using email folders, then fine. Put that in an email folder if you absolutely must. But especially if you've got good searching that Gmail has and Outlook Search has improved as well. Or maybe if you're using an Exchange server and you you don't have the privacy for actions, then you send it to OneNote rather than leave it sitting in Outlook because OneNote's got the power. And and Edit Video asks, is that an Evernote note for every single email? Yep. Absolutely. It's like taking a, it's like taking, um, you know, when, when bills come in or when a physical mail comes in and goes in your inbox and you go, Oh, this is a file. This belongs in this file folder. That's what you're doing. You would never, ever, ever, ever go to your physical inbox, like your mail inbox and look at it. And when, when the mailman delivers it and go, Oh, look, a bill junk mail. Oh, here's some newspapers. Oh, look, a check from somebody and go, well, I'll deal with this later and put it back in your mailbox. That would be insane. But people do that all the time with email. So mm-hmm. that's what you do. That's that's how you should process it is when you look at email, say, is this an action? Is this information? Never leave it sitting in your inbox. It's like leaving. It's like having bad Christmas every time you open up your, your email because you don't know what's in the inbox. It has no categorization at all. Uh, so that's 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 my process is and if, I, if it's in my inbox then it shouldn't be. And, and, and a lot of people, or it's just arrived. And a lot of people say, well, yeah, but I get a lot of email. Then start small and say, okay, you know what? If it's from today, give yourself permission to leave it in your inbox. So I'll tell people, look at the timestamp. If it's got a time on it and not a date on it, then it's okay for it to be in your inbox and get the rest of the stuff into the places it needs to be. That's that's kind of how I, I roll with it. Now, I would point out that it, it, just in case there's any confusion, every email does not go to Evernote. Conversations no, 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 remain, no, 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 no. Conversations remain in Gmail. And if I have to right. search for something that's conversationally based where we've got a nested email thread going on, uh, that, that goes, that I go back to Gmail for. Uh, however, anything that, as, as Mike says, anything that is information based that I need to store that I need to access later, that goes to Evernote. And increasingly, you know, we haven't mentioned it, but increasingly for those nested conversations, those don't happen with all that many people when you stop and think about it. Those happen with people who you're actively engaged in having, you know, in working with. And for the most part, that community for me has moved over to Slack. Yeah. And so in the nested conversations that you know, when I say nested conversations, it's those emails that have multiple replies and, and, and you, and you start looking for a, a text thread and you've got like 72 emails that are all related to the same topic in your search that have been archived. Those increasingly are no longer living in Gmail. Thank goodness, because that was the bane of my existence in Gmail is, is, and I don't like how Gmail handles the nested thread and I don't prefer the uh, the two different formats what are they what are they called um as far as our uh, the way that we view our email i don't uh what threaded and non-threaded is that oh yeah like inline inline conversations and yeah yeah yeah. i don't like either one outlook dealt with that the best outlook i I liked how outlook used to deal with that right right eric what about you uh what specifically like the like process like you if you kind of outlined how you what's my process Yeah, Yeah, yeah um let's see I, for the most part, I will do kind of a triage thing on the mobile all day. And I'm primarily, I will actually go to mailbox first. Mm -hmm. 
And that way I can swipe stuff away if it's not important or honestly, even there hit reply, hit dictation and say, yep, got it. Thanks. And then hit send and be done with it and archive it. Like, you know, I'm not standing at a desk. I'm not cracking open email. I'm not typing. I'm not then hitting set like all that right there um, in my phone. And then I will also use dispatch if I'm going to strategically or purposefully sit down and do a bunch of emails. You know, see, emails taken on a different role for me. Email is one of the things I will now sit down to do now that I'm at a standing desk. So that's actually one of the cool ideas is to, quote unquote, take a break from sitting or standing mm. and sit and use my phone uh, to recharge my legs as well as swipe away emails and make sure there's nothing there at, a, at an allotted time. Um there are times, though, then when it's like, okay, active. Let's actively stand at the desk, stare at the screen, and make sure there's nothing uh, sitting in the inbox that should not be sitting in the inbox anymore for the day. So kind of a clear the end of the day kind of thing. Right, right. For the most part, that's how I operate it. Um, and, and this is a good point to take. Uh, the inbox zero thing. Again, it's not about having no inbox, no emails in your no. inbox. no. And I put the link in there. I can put it in again. It was one where Merlin was talking about it years later. The zero signifies the percentage of attention that your mind has on what's in your inbox right yep. now, even I though you're not that. in your inbox. Yeah, that yeah. is such an important thing is how much stress trying to maintain knowledge. that and that For me, inbox zero it physically represents white space. White space at the bottom of my email so that I can see it all in a glance at, at the end of the day when I'm done. If I've got that, then I'm not worried about things and I'm not parking things in my brain. And it's all about yeah. more rest. It's all about being healthier mentally is what inbox zero is. Because the thought is that if you allow things to move below the horizon in your email inbox, since we don't scroll down and look for things all that often, our brain tries to maintain that and it creates something called an open loop, which creates a tremendous amount of stress and pressure because your brain is basically acting as storage for information that it shouldn't be acting as storage for. And that's where a lot of our stress comes from, as you can see right how I'm talking right now. <laughs> but, that, but I love that concept. That to me was the was the the penny dropping as far as the entire inbox zero thing went. Is the fact it reduces stress, it allows us to sleep better, and it becomes a, a, a cycle of positivity as opposed to a cycle of negativity, which happens if you are overwhelmed in your email. Yes, yeah. um, that actually brings up a question that I have for the two of you, Mike. I know partially your answer on mm -hmm. mobile. With dispatch is to sort by first in, first out, or no, last well, in. Well, I, I want to anyway. I, I see the oldest email first. I yes. want to see the oldest one. First in, first out. Yeah. So first in, first out. For, you know, first ones in are the first ones you're going to deal with and so on, not latest and greatest. But how do you do that in the Gmail interface in and of itself when can't. they don't let you? You can't. You can't. So do, do you, so do you scroll to the bottom and start there? Except, well, the nice thing again is by keeping my emails fairly limited, I don't have to scroll too far. Right. So I, that's another reason why I spent. And Gmail, you used to be able to do it, by the way. You used to be able to. The new interface doesn't allow for it. I really wish somebody would build a lab feature that would allow you to sort your email inverted, inverted, but they don't. If, if Kiwi would add that to be I able mean, to swap it, yeah. Jeez. Airmail does. Airmail on the Mac does. Right which they added. Um, I was beta testing. I know you've been beta testing. Beta I testing. have it. Yeah, I have the latest version. Honest, yeah. And actually, I do have it installed right Same now here. and was thinking about, I don't know when it was, but you recently brought that up somewhere that we were we were talking or I saw yeah. you talking. Anyway, um, it freaks people out. This is if I you thought want, I would change it. Do yeah. it. 
if you want to if you if you want to know how bad your like what storage is going on in email the thing you can do and you can do this in outlook very easily is go and change the receive date to invert it so instead of having the newest one at the top but the oldest one at the top it will probably terrify you yeah. actually do that if someone's in email right now and they can do it i'd love to see like what your oldest email in your inbox is i've had people that have got emails in there from 2012 or earlier when they oh, do that geez. and they're like well i just want to leave it there in case i need it you haven't it's that's where archive for, is for exactly or the, put it in evernote or put it in 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 uh you know um, put it in, um, what's it called? In, in OneNote, if you're using Exchange or Outlook. But I love to see people, and it terrifies people. Like, oh, no, no, no. And they eat, quickly switch back because they don't want to see that, 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 again, that mental kind of stress that it causes. So, again, like, uh, that's why I like using, like, one of the reasons that I'm not fond of using the Gmail interface is because I can't do that. Yeah. Now, the uh, when Gmail two years ago introduced the tabs introduced the product or the uh the updates the you know the the uh, social media ta- what are the what are my tabs i can't I forget what they're called because i uh th- we have primary social promotions updates and forums so uh those have become an absolute blessing to me but uh which, inbox tabs the inbox tabs yeah so uh, how often do you go into your social tab and your promotions tab i basically look in the primary and updates and uh that's all that i live in is, is and then every once in a while i go I, I go into those other ones and say you have 752 emails in this which i haven't even looked at one of them because in the social one i'm getting all those notifications in facebook or in twitter so there's really no point and in the uh in the promotions tab it's just you know i only look there if i if i'm expecting something and it hasn't arrived yet although occasionally i do notice when i send out my newsletter that it ends up in the promotions tab so i recommend everybody check their promotions tab regularly in case my newsletter ends up in your promotions tab um there's a service called unroll.me that i use yes um, and that, that's what I use to roll up anything I don't really want to see. So like, uh, basically I'll get an unroll.me email that encapsulates some of the promotional stuff as well as the, uh, what's the social stuff. But again, and it doesn't by, always work the way you intend. Does it? No, it doesn't. Yes. Remember this is, if you basically use the domain name, which is what I think happened when Steve was trying to email me and it was getting rolled up and I was, was getting yeah, he was getting because choked. Mike and I were launching task apps made easy, and he wasn't replying to any of my emails, and I and was going in my ass off. off. So and again, the course ready, and Mike was just la di da di da di da. I'm like wondering what's. I'm like Steve must have this all under control, and then all of a sudden, uh, I think he texted me. Is like, are like, don't you have reply you to email? on me? What's going? And on I'm here? like, no. Um, so ever since then, what I do is I actually check on roll dot like on roll dot me is in my inbox, so I'll go and click on it because I get a digest. What it does is take all of these subscriptions and put them into a digest. But again, that's the beauty about using dispatch is that it doesn't get separate them as much as the mm-hmm. Gmail interface does. So I can take a look and they all show up in, in a, in a, in a linear fashion if I want to see them that way. So let's get, uh, I've got two, I've got two comments. Go uh, number one on an unroll.me. I used it. And at some point it started screwing with stuff. So I just said, you know what? I know what it's doing. I'm going to disengage it and boot it. And I decided to uh, do a trick that actually Merlin told me last time he was on my show, which was go to your Gmail inbox, go to the search and type the word unsubscribe. Everything that has that word in it somewhere, which all newsletters should, will pop up. And then you can start going through and be like, oh, I didn't even know I was still getting that and start unsubscribing. So that was gold. Then 
with these email tab with these inbox tabs, as soon as they rolled that out, I immediately turned that off. Yeah. I didn't want to deal with that. I didn't want to I want to go to inbox and know everything that has come in. And I also want to limit as much as possible anything that's coming in there. So you folks, you both don't use the tabs. I don't. No, I don't. Oh, I do. No, I don't. Because I, I don't want I don't want a social tab because I don't want any social network sending me email. I also don't want it. I think the other reason is you don't want your inbox segmented. Why? The inbox is already a mystery anyway. Why like segment <laughs> the mysteries inside? Like it doesn't make I mean when they released it, it's like saying it's like having a Christmas stocking and under the Christmas tree. Well, or, or yeah, Christmas. or it's like saying, you know, you're you're here's a disease that you have. Um, we're gonna segment it out so that you know the different parts of the body that it's affecting. So that way you at least can see, you know, what it, it like it it didn't make any sense to me. Um, and it's it's the push of and I remember when when mailbox was created by um by the orchestra people, uh Gentry Underwood. We uh, Michael Schechter and I interviewed him for the uh the old uh, Mike's on Mike's podcast. Name drop. He's one of the guys who created mailbox, right? And his reasoning behind it was that his wife would continue, not the main reasoning, but he basically, one of the things that came up was he was trying to get people to use a task app and they wouldn't leave email. So he just said, if you can't beat them, join them and created a tool, a very good tool, make no mistake, that would allow them to do that. And I think that's what G- Gmail wants that to happen. Like with with the, you know, the inbox, uh, I mean, obviously they bought Mailbox or they bought, um, what's it called? Um, they didn't buy Mailbox, Dropbox did. But they have like all these tools that allow you to have priority inbox and there's inbox, uh, the inbox app. Oh, they bought Sparrow. That's right. Right. So, I mean, they want to pull you towards managing this stuff in email. But again, it's a communication platform where other people can get in and talk to you while you're trying to do stuff. And that's not what it's designed for. It'd be like being on the phone all day and going, OK, well, let me do my work. It's like it's it's not practical. It's not productive. But <laughs> the, Gmails, the, the, yeah, Google's inbox. Yeah, app. I didn't like it. Yeah, it, I don't it, want my email to try and do stuff for me. No, I no, just want you to function as an inbox. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, by the way, there's a question in here from uh, A. Birchfield about is there anything like dispatch on Android? You know, if I was using an Android phone, I do like the Gmail app in Android, it works better than any. It's, I wish it was as clean on, on an iOS, but I think he's talking about triage stuff. And you and I've yeah. talked about this before, yeah. Stephen Eric. I know which one you, you know, which one I'm going to mention is cloud magic that's a that's worthy yes i, cloud know, magic I, because, I know what it does on ios yes it does it does it for both android and ios plus it works with exchange so if you're using if you're using an exchange and you need to have that it will work with those where dispatch will not and what it does is it gives you cards for the so you can have an evernote card or a trello card or todoist or asana and you can move things to there as well so and i love that unsubscribe trick the one of the things that dispatch has too is it has an unsubscribe button for every email. So it will actually, it'll know, it'll find that in there automatically and I'll be able to unsubscribe directly from there as well. So, you know, it, there are, there are smart email tools out there, but you need that human component. And I agree with you wholeheartedly, Eric, that if, if, if email is doing all the work for you, then you're going to miss stuff, right? By, that's, the way, that, by the way, that's why I didn't like unroll me mm-hmm. in our email uh, autoresponder software. People can give you a reason they've unsubscribed my best ever unsubscribe notification. Mm-hmm. He never told us he was Canadian. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was wow. my favorite one. That's the Hall of Fame for unsubscribes. He never told us he was Canadian. What gave it away, eh? Okay. Uh, edit, edit video has been patiently waiting. Apparently she has uh, 2013. I'm not sure if it's the year 2013 or the number 2013 emails. 
in her inbox and she's wondering about transferring them into Evernote. I'm not sure that, you know, I'm not sure that you necessarily have to do go back and take care of your old stuff when you move into a new system. Uh, personally, if, if you aren't using those emails, I would just archive them in Gmail. Yep. They're still going to be there. And then just start with your new process with a clean slate, uh, storing stuff in Evernote that you need. I mean, certainly go through and find invoices and things like that that you might want to move to Evernote. But I certainly wouldn't move all of them over to Evernote. There would be absolutely no point in that. And there's nothing wrong with having a start date. There's nothing wrong, you know, no. one of the things that stops people, I think, a lot from getting into a new regimen around email is dealing with their old crap. And sometimes you just have to say, you know, cut it off and have a start date, archive it, and then know that anything older you have to search. You know, do a, do a, a little bit of a look through. But I think that, that, you know, just getting on with it is probably the best advice. Eric, what do you think? Yeah, I think declaring bankruptcy, you may have to do that. Of course, I would still maybe just go through quickly and say, nope, nope, no, and, you know, click check boxes that you're going to either archive do another pass through for delete and then see what's left and maybe do something with it. But for the most part, that's not going to take you that long. I mean, depending upon, again, if you got thousand, if you got a thousand, then, you know, set a half hour, go through and pick all those deletes, do it. Yeah. And do another one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do it like a Pomodoro. You know, yeah. Like, you know, yes. I'm going to give 25 minutes every every I'm going to run my 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 workflow in Pomodoro's and one of those Pomodoro's is going to be going through email or I've said some clients are like, I can't get out of email. I'm like, OK, I'm going to give you and I always say don't schedule things on your calendar. I'm like, but this is one where if we're trying to break that habit, put it in three instances in your calendar. And, By the and, way, yeah. just for those of you who don't know, a Pomodoro is not my hairstyle. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's an increment of time. It's twenty five minutes, part of the Pomodoro technique. Actually, it's an Italian tomato. It is, yeah. but in in the context of what we're <laughs> talking <laughs> about, <laughs> hey, and you know, you can buy a tomato timer for quite a bit of money that will help you with your Pomodoros as well. So, um, another thing I want to mention is that there are other tools that you can, boomerang, which I know we we've like there are tools that that can help you manage email if you're feeling overwhelmed and you don't want like so I have and I know. Uh, I mean, I'm a night owl, so I don't want to be responding to emails at like one in the morning because people go, oh, look, Mike's up at one in the morning. That means I can reach him at one in the morning because there is subtext in every email that you send. So there's a tool called Boomerang, which allows you to schedule when you're sending it again. And I think Gmail has that now, too. Right. I, I haven't looked. Or is it is it a lab or Outlook does? I think Outlook does. Yeah, I don't think can, Gmail gives you the native think, ability to do that. I think Outlook does now, though. I think Outlook has some components to it. Let, uh, cor- someone correct me if I'm wrong. But um, in in the chat, but uh, what it can do is it basically says, you know, and I have some clients who love checking email at night. They do their regular work, and then at night they'll go through their email and they'll schedule those sendings for the morning after. So it looks like they're ahead of the game when really, and they're doing it first thing in the morning when really they've done it in the evening. So, and another tool that you can use is, and Ari Mizell's talked about this. I, Eric, you've interviewed Ari before, right? No, I haven't had him on yet. So Ari uh, doesn't use a to-do list at all. What he does is he has what he uses a tool called followup.cc. And what that ha- what happens is, is it, he tells the email when he looks at it, he goes, when do I want to deal with this? If I'm going to deal with it today, it stays in my inbox. If I'm not, I'm going to use followup.cc to send it to me on the day that I want to deal with it. And so he basically manages that's that's how he manages. I don't recommend that because again, it keeps you in your email inbox in, in a manner of respect, and you have to be very disciplined. But that's what he does. So the, again, it's about using those tools combined with the human component 
that you, you know, so that you can make sure that you leverage it the best. So those are two options, boomerang and followup.cc. Cause I know some people out there are going to definitely look for tools. So let's talk a little bit about the, t- let's stay on the tools, uh, uh, tools bent for a moment. Uh, a Birchfield is asking is cloud magic like Sanebox? No, it's, nope. uh, it's completely different. Cloud magic is an email client. Sanebox is a system that goes through and, and, and as Eric, I'm pretty sure Eric it's would hate me. It, it's it, like unrolled on me, but it, keep, but it keeps what it does is it segments it inside of your email inbox as opposed to taking you to a. It doesn't give you a digest like unrolled on me does. But the problem is, is that uh, it can also break. Um, I know David Sparks loves it uh, and he's used it. I've I've used it and I stopped it because it gave me more inboxes. And the problem that I have with Sanebox is the enrollment and disenrollment is a lengthy process. Yes. Both yeah. sides are a fair bit of work because it basically pulls all of your email into its own environment. And mm-hmm. so it's it's a bit of a challenge. If you do, I mean, it, 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 it is a tool that will work. But again, it automatically is doing a, not, a lot of automatic processing, which is one of the things that Eric railed against moment, uh, moments ago. A lot of us yeah. do like the automatic processing, but it is not so much. Uh, it is definitely the automatic of the automatic processors. So do you, you do not use Boomerang, Eric? I have actually Boomerang I have used and <clears throat> would use. In fact, I'm, I was thinking about using that again. Um, but that's more that it's still on me. Like I tell it when to come back around or I tell it to let me know if I haven't gotten a response in certain amount of time, those kinds of things. I, it's a tool. Whereas unrolled on me and Sanebox almost try to act like AI for your email. And I don't really want that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need Siri in my email telling me to, you know, you have this many, do you want to respond to? No, I'm on a phone call. Stop it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. You know, um, the the problem, again, with email is because in a lot of ways is that it came along before, like, say, text messaging or something where people could actually just text you instead of sending you an email about silly stuff. Um, And some of the stuff is absolutely silly. There's nothing worse than getting that email. Like, have you ever gone through an email exchange, guys, where you feel like you have to get the last word in? Like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, thanks for this, guys. And you're like, you're welcome. And and it's it took me a while to break that habit. I'm like, okay, look, I don't need to be the guy that says you're welcome. I don't need to be the last one. Like, I had an email when I'm de- I'm doing this webinar on t- uh, tomorrow, and I basically like was working with Webinar Ninja on it. And Omar sent me an email saying, Mike, we really appreciate you. Thanks for pointing this out. We'll talk to you later. And I almost went like, no problem, Omar. Talk to you. Later. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's no need for me to do this. And that's a human thing. That's a constant struggle for a lot of people. So think of that's when another people thing. Thank me. I say I send them back an email. No, thank you. No, and that, yeah, exactly. And then, but, it, but go ahead. I, it, it, again, it, it's dependent on the. Sorry, Eric. It's dependent on the person on the other side of the email. That's, that's what that, I'm going to say. It's a like, suck up you factor. Just you, but it doesn't have to be. Like no. here's the thing. Sometimes you can test, you can test that. Here's I'm the thing. Sure Eric's boss sent you something that, and, and, and if Eric's boss sent you an email, Mike, and mm-hmm. said something that you would say thank you to him. Oh, probably. But there's a lot of people I would do that to. But there's so many that I don't. And I might even test it. Yeah, I might even test it and see, you know, where that where that boundary lies. Sorry, Eric, go ahead. You were saying something. No, you're you're dead on. Like what I'm saying is, is it's contextual based on the person and the relationship and how they see it. Like if it's a person who sends you something and you don't reply and say thank you, then it's almost as if they don't know, quote unquote, you read the email. I almost will say thank you anyway, even if I don't mean it. Jeez. Um, because I want them to know, oh, I opened this and I did see what you said. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so, it's almost like read responses. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which are, of course, wrong, but. Good <laughs> well, I don't see it as yeah, putting it. Trustworthy from if I'm trustworthy, you should trust me to use them. But no, no, there. Uh, just a, just a, as an aside, hectic dog, hectic dad. Oh, one post hectic dog, hectic dad. My dog was my. That's dog. a new one. There His wife's backlog is over twenty four thousand emails. So they set up a keep it folder, and as she was doing her triage, working her way through it, she dragged them over any emails that she wanted to keep and save them, and then he'd created an IFTTT script to move them into Evernote, which was a great idea. Well done, Hectic Dad. IFTTT are great tools for automation. Like that's like, again, if, and I know Brooks Duncan, who's a friend of ours, he'll have stuff where if he downloads, like if he gets a bill, he'll download the bill. And then all of a sudden Hazel will then grab that bill and put it into a folder and stuff. So he doesn't have to leave the bill sitting in his email inbox. He just sees it, hits it. And then it, so it's all about like just being responsible with email and keeping it manageable to as opposed to working exclusively out of it. And I think that that's, that's part of the problem for a lot of people. Brooks is like Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Hey, it, and it's funny you mentioned that today. It's today yeah. is Back to the Future Day. It is Back to the yes. Future Day. And did you, have, you seen the, have you seen the teasers for, the I think, the Toyota commercials? Yes. They yeah. look awesome. They look they absolutely do. awesome. So the they Padre Fire, Friar Wade asks, do we archive sent emails in Gmail? Uh, it does it automatically for me. I didn't, don't think you, I you can, no, You have to enable it. Oh, yeah. I, did I have to enable it? So yeah, and that. then you have yeah, a, you enable it, and then you have an option. In some cases, I actually. So what I'll do is, if I'm sending an email to somebody, I'll send it, and then if I have to send it to somebody else, like so, two separate messages, but the same email. So let's say, say somebody emails me about like, hey, I want to schedule some time with you or whatever. I'll send them like the Calendly link or whatever, and then I'll say or schedule once link rather, and then I'll hit send, and then I'll send it. I'll forward that email to my assistant and say. Hey, um, can you do me a favor and look up some research on this, and then I'll send an archive. So that I have, I sometimes use both. I don't always archive. Oh, that's right. Okay, so the um, uh, and the the send an archive. That is, I think there's another way that that's used. So in Gmail, when you're in the compose window, if you've got the archiving email, uh, it's called an. It's the setting is to automatically archive, Mike. Because I think what you're talking about. So you've got actually two different send buttons. You've got a send. Yep. Uh, actually, if you are in, if you're in, um, uh, if you, if you, if you have boomerang, you actually have three different send buttons. So you yes, have the send, true. you have send an archive, which will, uh, which will send it and it will archive it into your email. And then you've got a send later button. So it, and that works also with the replies. If people are replying, they have the ability to reply later or to reply and keep it in. And the reason you might want to reply and not reply an archive is if you want to keep the thread in your inbox for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's more or less what you were talking about there, Mike, as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Um, Yeah, email is going to, we're always going to have this battle with email. I think it's just a matter of, again, and we've talked about this with productivity tools in general. Tools will only take you so far. Mm -hmm. Speaking of other tools, uh, Friar Wade also asked, what about chat apps instead of replying via email? Here's the thing. If they've initially sent the question or the if they started the correspondence off in email, I'm not going to switch it over. However, I will via email schedule a chat or a yeah. Skype call or a, a peer dot in or a Slack channel. You'll massage something. them. You'll massage. Exactly. Them there. Yeah. 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 It's it, it, necessary. Otherwise, sometimes you can send with one email, a couple clarifying questions and be done again. Context. it's based on that. So. I, I would also suggest that if you are in a position of, of control within your organization, you could send the email back going, Hey, this is more appropriate for chat. Let's go into the chat and talk about this. 
Right. Or or you could open up the chat window and not even infiltrate their inbox and say, hey, Jim, I saw that email you sent. Let's talk about this here in PM. Stuff like that. So you're pushing people towards there because you change, you're changing their behaviors through acting on your own behaviors. Because you can't just say, uh, I mean, you have to do that in a way. We're changing mindsets here. Again, email came along when it was the only way. People use email as a way to replace the phone, right? Mm-hmm. They don't really use it to replace letters, you know, <laughs> it's not, which is kind of what it was designed to do, right? Or the facts at, at best. So if you want to send people over to chat apps like Slack or HipChat or whatever, you have to slowly change their mindset and change their behaviors. And that's not, you have to steer the culture ship slowly, basically. So if each of you open up your uh, your browser right now and go through your extensions, which of the extensions that you have running are relating to your email? As I'm looking through it, I see that I have running that are that are related to Gmail, full contact for Gmail. Mm-hmm. I use full contact for for the management. I have the Grammarly spell checker, which I know is not really part of the Gmail, but is essential for me for Gmail. And I've got Y stamp enabled just because it's so much fun. And that's it. I have in Boomerang. I have turned off active inbox for Gmail, which I think is a good tool, but it's just it was it was conflicting with other things. Yeah. And uh, that's, uh, I think that's all that I've turned off as far as the ones so you're that talking I have about like installed. extensions in Gmail itself, right? Extensions in Chrome oh. that are specifically relating to your email apps. Right. So for me, really in Chrome, I guess Todoist is there because I mean, I can link up Gmail with Todoist. If I click on an email, I can actually mm-hmm. do it that way. There's You've not got Boomerang installed. Boomerang, yeah. That's about it. So you don't you don't use full contact or no. you don't use uh, what was the uh, what was the one that LinkedIn bought that that they messed Re- up reportive reportive which I loved yeah, before no, the only one that's really there I mean I guess Asana would count too because Asana allows me to take that Gmail and turn it into a task for productivity as team stuff but no nothing else that's really it. here uh, and ever and Evernote too Evernote too that's true Evernote's there so yeah, yeah. I, oh yeah and that's another way if you don't have if you're cheap. And you haven't purchased the upgraded version of Evernote, so you have an Evernote email address to forward your email into. If you are in the browser using Gmail, you can then use the Evernote Web Clipper to send your emails into Evernote without having the premium version of Evernote. There's a little workaround for you. I've pretty much got the same ones as you. I mean, I've I've got uh, Todoist. I've got uh, I don't have Boomerang, but again, I'm going to reinstall that Evernote for grabbing stuff out of email instead of archiving it in email. I've got it archived elsewhere. Uh, specifically. And then what was the other one I was looking at here was, uh, oh, I do have full contact in there, but I don't know if th- that I really use it. It does. You know, the nice thing about full contact is this kind of working always in the background as well. And it's populating additional information into your contacts as it finds it, mm-hmm. which is one of the cool things. It's adding ancillary information. Uh, edit video is asking, do they have to do that with each email or can she bulk it? You can bulk process your email for the most part, I would say, except for the individual items that you do have to save. So Mm-hmm. As far as archiving, you can just archive the whole whack, I yeah. would say. And don't forget that once you've archived it, it's not gone. It's still available to you in search. If you archive in Gmail, it's still available to you in search. You're not deleting the email. You're archiving. It. You're storing it for the future. And so if you do a search, it will come up, and it will come up very quickly in search. And, of course, as we've mentioned several times, Gmail search is outstanding search. Mm-hmm. Well, I've opened up the seat. Uh, we've got five minutes to go. And uh, in case anybody wants to pop in and have a, a, a and uh, and ask us a question directly, oh, dude, we got somebody already. Cliff wants to jump in. Hey guys, how are you doing, Cliff? Excellent, great hey, show, uh, fantastic. Hey. Yeah, thanks, and I appreciate you. Steve and I talked last week. Uh, it was a great time. And uh, one of the things, and, and Steve, you had your eyebrows went up, even though I couldn't see them. <laughs> I know how they work. 
when they went up, when I said I'm using Todoist uh, as well as Trello and uh, Evernote. And that was thanks to you guys. Uh, I've seen Evernote for 10 years or so. And uh, one of the guys who used to work for me used to love it. And I uh, just never took the plunge over that way. But that's great. Evernote is fantastic. I will vouch as a, as a fourth party here uh, that, uh, that it's phenomenal uh, what it can do and how, how much it can actually help you get toward Inbox Zero, which is impossible. You guys made, it, made us feel better that <laughs> Inbox Zero is a – it's not real. And, it's and a state for, of mind. It's a right. State it's of a mind. state of mind, and it's a being, and it's, it's a Zen place to go. But it's not a, a real uh, utopia. Uh, it just can't get there. But uh, so I had all three of those, and I, I'm still having trouble even getting. And and I heard Eric is using Todoist, and I think and Mike, you had mentioned it on something last week as well. Uh, just getting my stuff. I, I get used to Trello, and I really like the spread. If you guys out there, other folks haven't seen that yet. For people who are visual, uh, there there's nothing to me, and you guys can jump in that touch it. So, right. so that's actually Eric. You use Trello probably more than anybody else in the room right now. Mm-hmm. How? What does your what does your interaction like? Your process look like as an email comes in? That's something that you're going to ultimately move into into Trello. What do you, is it? Just a copy and paste thing? Is it a manual thing, or is there any automatic processes that you have between Trello and your email? That's a good question. I typically will manually do it because I don't want to. And I think there's probably a streamline to this that I have not yet decided to put in place. In fact, I'm, I'm writing that down right now. Yeah. Let's, um, uh, let me jump in, Eric. If this, then that, right. You guys, I also looked at uh, 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 Zapier or Zapier, right. Which is, which is and pricey. I found Zapier right out of the gate, annoyingly expensive. <laughs> Just um, saying. Yeah, this is <laughs> annoyingly yeah. expensive. That's a new term. That's I like yeah, that. That's, I just came up with, it was, I got annoyed immediately when it says $20 a month to, to have any zaps and you're limited by zaps. And I, I just said, you know what? I don't feel good. It, it just it hit me in the gut. And I said, I'm, I'm out of here, even though it could possibly save me some time. It just seems too gougy to me. And then if you really wanted to do a lot, uh, happier, zappier. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, it, it's going to cost you even more and a lot more. They have two two tiers unless somebody else has seen something else out there. So, no, And then you look good, at it, yeah. if this, then that, and that becomes almost a, a, a GUI programming thing. Uh, Mike, have you seen that? Have you worked with that? I've used AI. Yeah, I use IFTTT. I can't hear you. Is he talking? And, can't hear me? That's weird. Right, maybe I, Can you guys hear me? I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, mu- I muted him. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Well, you know, <laughs> if everybody can do you, that. We've all thought about it. We've all thought about it. <laughs> um, everyone's like propping. <laughs> um, I have used IFTTT uh, and I use it. I don't use it as much as I probably could just because automation, like I want to be very selective about the automation I use. Um, you know, we, I use Trello a bit too to be, uh, so you're going to say, first off, Cliff, you're going to say how, are you going to sh- tell people how you use IFTT with, Email I haven't gotten there yet. Okay, so so I just well, I know it exists. Can. Thanks but, to Steve. Yeah. But the, but the other thing is you you can what I've done with some clients who use Trello is I actually have them forward their uh, what and this is kind of a, a, a hacky way to do it. It's not the most elegant, but in in their board basically what I've had them do is inside their organizations is I've had them create like an, an inbox where they forward those emails to that inbox like list. So you can email things to a list, right? In Trello, right? So you know, I've got the cards. So that's where I have, so they have a card for every single email. And then when they get into Trello, so what they do is they go into email, he he processes all the email, moves it to move whatever needs to go to Trello to Trello. And then he goes into his, uh, his into Trello and then looks at the inbox there and goes, okay, this belongs in the marketing list. This belongs in this project list. So that's how he does it. And it's, it's pretty effective. 
The only drawback, as you could probably mention, is you can't reply directly from Trello. You can't click on it and have it open it up inside of Trello. But right. that's one way to kind of avoid the whole, let me type in this thing in Trello and manually do it. You can you can forward it and then change the subject line to whatever you want the, the task to be. And then when you get in there, you can you can drag it and add labels and all that stuff. So that's one way to do it. It's not the most elegant, but it's, it's kind of the best way I've found so far, other than setting up IFTTT automation, which I haven't done. Right. And what about um, co connecting those together? Somebody did put something in. Do you guys know about that? Chrome, Google, uh, yep. Gmail, yep. the Trello. Eric was gonna, the yeah. Go ahead, Eric. It looks good. I I mean, it, it, it appears you just click a button for Trello inside Gmail when you're he got in excited. Email, He's excited. And you just start. You, it even gives you some pre, pre-send. You know, you can fill this, that, or whatever, which board it's going to, all that. So I'm going to start using that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, I knew he was excited to see that. And if it fills a gap I didn't know I needed. So. Yeah, and see, yeah. For does me, anybody – well, let me ask you. Does anybody else out there have tips like that that will save us? IFTTT I is great. I'm a, you know, I'm an engineer, but yeah. I don't have the time to program nothing, and I think that's where we're all at with that and saying, right. boy, just to go in and, and generate. Are you, using, are you using iOS, Cliff? Uh, well, I have iOS, yeah, on my yeah. phone. So but Clueless I, mentions, and this is a great point, is that you can send directly to Trello through the extensions, extensibility option in Trello, and also Cloud Magic does allow you to send directly to Trello as well. And I, I have done the iOS thing. And it I works, know. and it works. Yeah. yeah the okay. iOS what about, uh, last, I'm going to jump out because you guys got a lot of people here. Uh, I, uh, in terms of getting stuff to Todoist, uh, I have not dived, uh, dove into that uh, yet. Uh, I've been working getting Trello uh, to, you know, together. And it's certainly three different things that do different things for you, right, Mike? That's why why you are you using both Todoist and Trello? Well, because, because you told him last week. No, that no, 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 no. Oh, no, he, he drank your Kool-Aid. <laughs> if, if that's why, that's fine. But I mean, uh, some people, they'll use a separate board or a separate organization. So they'll have the personal organization and the professional organization. Oh, I have I have more than one board. So you, but you have more more than one organization? Or more yeah, than I have, well, I've got personal and professional, but I've got okay. another whole business I'm starting. So there's right. So you want to keep those segmented. Um, right. Yeah. Again, the same same thing. You can extend. You can use uh, like dispatch to send it directly to Todoist. You, what I do for most people is if they don't have that capability, just get the email address from the inbox in Todoist because every every project has an inbox as an email address, and so right. does the Todoist inbox. Grab that, add it to your address book, call it Todoist inbox, and just forward them there. And then once you're in Todoist, you can do with them what you will. Yeah. And it's a different, uh, not, not just, the, and I'm sorry, Steve, I'll like to take it. Uh, the Trello. And I think Steve said this and you guys said this together. It's a different format. It's a very visual thing and it's not stuck in some list far down the page. You can't see it's right. there. You know where stuff nests normally if it's under Steve, you're saying no, what's the matter? No, no. Oh no. I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying if you, if you like Trello, if you take one look at Trello and you go, Oh, I like this, there's no reason to look anywhere else. Yeah. And same it's thing. Unique, with, it's unique yeah. and it just works. It's the same with Todoist. You know, we 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 can. There are so many good task apps that you can spend your entire life jumping from one to the other. Trying Absolutely. To find but I was looking to you guys for the, and you gave me great, this was really good. It saved me days awesome. or hours or months to, to go through hundreds of apps that I had already kind of poked at over the years. And I do, I, I, I'll agree with all of you guys that the, the Gmail thing just doesn't work for me. I tried it. I just transferred over to Google apps for work this weekend after waiting 10 plus years to do it. I'm, I'm kicking myself and loving it. So because you're and, kicking yourself because you have to pay for it now. 
Well, I don't. I don't care about that. I've been paying for Outlook uh, hosting. It's not annoyingly expensive. It's not, it's not annoying. annoyingly expensive, right? And for what you're getting, I mean, you need it. You need Absolutely. if you're in business, you need to have something. I've been on hosted exchange, like I said, eleven years. But uh, there are certain things that now apps are all being written. They're not being written for uh, Outlook. On, on a desktop. They're being written, if anything, for Outlook on 365, which I hate. Um, but uh, so, you know, everything is written for Google, Gmail, and and calendaring on the Gmail. And that's what's really forced me to do it, is interface. I'm going to let some other people in here if they want well, to jump it's in. Time, it's time we're going to wrap up, but thanks, Cliff. And that, you know, and if we if I do have, if I do kind of have one tip kind of that's come recently is for, you know, as we've talked about this, in, in the fact that we've talked about the Trello, a, a possible Trello link, and that Eric Fisher, Eric Jay Fisher, AJ, as we like to call him, did not know about the Trello Gmail Chrome extension. We talked about Tells that us. task apps made easy. Yeah, but he didn't take our course. He doesn't need to. It's too cheap. He like task apps made difficult. But uh, the bottom line is, but, 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 but here's a message for everybody. Go look through the Chrome store and see which, if you use Chrome, and see which extensions are available. I, I just did this for some videos that were produced. Actually, the next video that comes out tomorrow is four Chrome extensions that I use each and every day. And for me, the Chrome extensions are becoming the biggest productivity tool in my arsenal, or the ones that are making the biggest difference right now. Things like, uh, you know, for my, we all use LastPass or something along that line. But finding these different Chrome extensions that work. So make sure that you look at the tools that you use day by day, and then see if there's a Chrome extension that ties them in. And typically, they're going to tie them in related to Gmail or Aura. If not, it's going to be related to your general browsing. But man, oh man, those are the ones that are making a difference for me right now. So what do you think? What did you learn about email this time around in this conversation with us and the audience about workflows, about mobile versus desktop versus perspective and your approach to email? How does your approach differ maybe from ours? What can we learn from you? Honestly, I'm always trying to learn how to better do email. It's one of those things, again, that's just fluid because it's it's interaction digitally. <laughs> so let us know what you think. Head on over to beyondthetodolist.com slash 119, where you can find the show notes for this episode. And again, don't forget to check out the course suggestions for this week over at lynda.com slash t-o-d-o. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash T-O-D-O. Grab your 10-day free trial of Linda courses, and you can jump in on all those courses that you can use to learn to master those email programs, such as Gmail, Office 2016, Office 365. You can learn Outlook, Outlook for Mac, all of these systems that some of us are quite frankly stuck with, or you can learn how to not just be stuck with it. You can learn how to master it. It may be the tool that you're stuck with, but it can also be the tool that you excel with. Again, grab your 10-day free trial, head on over, and then start checking out those courses, lynda.com slash T-O-D-O. Thanks again for listening. I'm Eric Fisher. I will see you next episode.
Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.